0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Me Show Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, what we are doing, we are in the midst of Black History Month. Yes, sir. And I said that wrong. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the midst of Black Music Month. Hey, 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 hey. Every month is
1: Black History Month. (laughs) But this is Black Music History Month. You notice I didn't skip a beat. You said we're in Black History Month. I was like, "That's right," because it's June. Well, which is a month. I was redoing it as an edit point, but now
0: I won't. There you go. So, it's all in. We're doing it live. That's right. It's Black Music Month, ladies and gentlemen, and tonight we have a very special guest sitting in with us. You heard her last week on the Michelle Mission feed, her great podcast the first time I heard. Yes, she is a noted music critic and a a, a stylish woman, I have to say. All right.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, show your loves as they say, <laughs> to Toya Haynes. yeah, Hey, hey Toya. How y'all doing? Who's How
2: y'all
3: doing? Yeah. Hey. It's good to see
0: good y'all. Good to see you. Good, good to see, see you, as always. And Thank for you. Black Music Month, she is bringing us Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Yes. yes. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. That is a good one. When I asked her to be, I said, hey, we're doing Black Music Month. Um, I wanted to know if you would be interested. Dave Chappelle's block party, what day?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've been training for this moment.
3: (laughs) Well, no, okay, because I did, um, because we reviewed House Party together, and Mm -hmm. I know I said House Party too.
1: Yes. I know (laughs) we wanted to talk about
3: it, which I still want to talk about. Yes, yes. But I did not want to miss this moment within Black Music Month to discuss this film.
1: Yes. Okay. you know what I mean.
3: Like House Party Two, we can, you know. Yes, yes. anytime but yes. I didn't want to miss this moment for this particular film.
0: What now? What about this film in particular? Mm. Like, just like calls to you so much.
3: Oh my gosh, it's so much. It's it now was should we be doing this now? The end. Why not? All right. <laughs> the it was almost the end of a certain era, mm-hmm. as far as the the whole Soul Quarian. Collective with Questlove and James Poyser and all them. And, right. Um, it was around the time Jay Dillard died. About
0: yes. <coughs> yeah. Before. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, the film is dedicated to that.
3: Yeah. Jay. So there's yeah. like a lot of very significant moments. And I think just even that era of music, um, I think that's part of what makes it very, very important is that how organic, every how they would create so organically. Mm-hmm. And you got to see that on stage and that was even Questlove mentioned you know he said yeah. he felt that that was pretty much the nail in the coffin like that was that was the that was the end of that era yeah that movie so yeah. that's part of the reason why i think it's it's important because it's the only film that really documents that chemistry that they had together
0: yeah oh yeah that is true that is very true it is it's definitely a, a slice of a moment in time mm. um before we get into that ladies and gentlemen We're going to go over some some news that has been out there percolating. People have hit us up on our Michelle Mission uh, Facebook group. They like to leave us uh, notices of things that are happening in black cinema and stuff like that there. Uh, There was a a documentary, speaking of black music, on Netflix. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're aware of this documentary, uh, Toya. The Black Godfather. Yes. About Clarence Avant. Yes. Whom I had never heard of. Were you familiar with
3: Clarence? I'm assuming I, you probably were. I'm very familiar with Clarence Avant, and I've been waiting very impatiently for an autobiography from him for years. Right. Oh. Years. Like I'm like somebody has got to document the amazing stories. I'm like I know he, Quincy Jones has some stories. Mm-hmm. Clarence Avant's got some some stories, you know, right. and. You know, year after year, you know, he would get award after award and not get a, you know, a book wouldn't come out. So when I found out that the documentary was coming out, I was like, oh, finally, we have something to show yeah. how important this man has been yeah. to entertainment, you know, in black Hollywood and music.
0: Right. Um, he's I had like the soul sense. whisperer for like.
3: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, if you don't know, it's fine. But people that really, really need to know. Right. And understand like the mover and the shaker and the originator of so many things that he is like, he's very important.
0: Yeah. You've seen the documentary? I have not. You haven't Mm. seen it? I have not. And I know Vince, you haven't seen it either. I
1: I haven't seen it. It's it's that weird space in the Williams household where me and my wife have to be in the same place to see it and we haven't managed yeah. To just carve out the time to watch yeah. it together.
3: I have someone that I have to watch it with. Like I can't watch it by myself. Right. And so just trying to coordinate that time. As much as I said, I've been dying for a right. book. You would think I'd have jumped on it the minute yeah. it came out. And it's like, I actually. Is have
1: it my wife? Or are you Are you waiting to watch it with my wife too?
3: <laughs> yes, actually.
1: We should probably talk. <laughs>
3: No, it's 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 my god system. Okay, so we've been talking about it, and I was like, okay, we have to really because I know we're gonna just chop it up for hours.
1: Probably mm-hmm. after oh that. yeah,
3: so
0: I gotta wait. Well, not knowing anything about Clarence Avant, mm. um, so going in this totally blind, mm-hmm. you need to see this <laughs> because it will blow your mind. Like he he is he is literally. Forrest Gump with agency. Yeah. Because he he is behind every <laughs> right, 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 yeah. And, I mean, literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's back there like, hey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, without giving it away, there's a story about him, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, Michael Jackson, and E.T. Mm-hmm. that just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind. I was like, what?
2: I'm mm-hmm.
0: I mean, like, this dude is like, and he's just so unassuming. So
3: unassuming. He's been the man sitting next to the man for like 200 years. I mean, just in every era like mm-hmm. there are people that I knew that were you know in the music scene during like maybe the New Jack era, mm-hmm. or, like the Bad Boy era, yeah. and Clarence Avant was there, and then yes. you got like Duke Ellington, <laughs> whatever, right, right, and, like, right. and he was there. Like he has been in every era and aspect of the industry for so long.
0: Yes, and there could be a separate. Like I would almost want to buy this documentary. On Blu-ray, because mm-hmm. I know that there is a 45 minute special feature that is just Clarence sitting with Quincy Jones. Oh my goodness. Just busting it up. Yeah. Because they bust it up just a little bit in mm-hmm. this joint.
1: And I'm I'm there.
2: <gasps>
0: they just know so
3: much. Yes. Right, I,
1: you can't even unreal. imagine. Unreal.
3: Unreal. The
1: FBI might get involved. <laughs> right, right. You're right. You're right. Yeah.
0: It's a great documentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't talk about it with y'all. Um, <laughs> I just knew this would be the room. But right, right, right. I Not know. Yet. We're getting there. We're of getting all there. people. Right. No, no, no. Give no, me another no. week. Give me another week. Okay. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> um, uh, are you familiar with uh, a movie that's going to be coming out in September? The Godfather of Harlem with Forrest Whitaker. Well that's the television show. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Forrest Whitaker. Um and it stars Nigel Thatch playing Malcolm X. No. It's the story of Bumpy Johnson, infamous crime boss. It's uh that looks pretty, pretty interesting. Forrest Whitaker playing uh Bumpy Johnson. Um the story tells the true story of Johnson's attempt to regain control of his city from the Italian mob and his alliance with radical preacher Malcolm X.
1: Yeah, it does look interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. It's on some weird, it's on like Epics. I'm looking to see where this is going
1: to be. Uh yeah, Epics. Yeah. E P I X. Epic's doing good stuff. They- yeah, I mean they're they trying to get a slice of that pie. Mm-hmm. Man, I
0: don't I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him either. You know they don't know what they gotta do. Um let's you know, last week on the Michelle Mission, we reviewed Michael Jackson's This Is It. I'm curious, Toya, as a music <laughs> critic Oh, if y'all could see your face. <laughs> I'm curious of your thoughts of This documentary.
3: It's so funny. I just got got rid of my worn and torn Michael Jackson. This is a keychain I had. Like really? Oh yeah. I was there. I saw the movie twice in the Mm -hmm. theater. Oh okay. Yeah. So I saw it. They released it not too long after he passed. And I remember seeing it. I think it might have been around midnight when I was still living in Nashville. And I remember there was just you know a bunch of us and we were very quiet.
2: Mm. We were very
3: quiet, and you can hear some, some little bit of crying, sobbing here and there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, even when we left, we were very quiet, you know. And I it. Um, especially that Human Nature performance jacked me up yeah. so we about bad. We talked
1: about that. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> that thing about jacked that.
3: me up so bad. Um, and just, I, I, I love that movie. I can't watch it a lot. Um, because even, of the feelings? Yeah, because of yeah. the feelings and thinking about, you know, I felt so bad for like those kids that were so excited to dance with them, you know? Yeah. And, was, and a, I think a number of them wound up in like the Michael Jackson Circuit of Soleil. Yeah, um, yeah. And all that kind of stuff, but still, you know, um, because his death was so untimely. Yeah. And then going back to see it a second time was different because I saw with a lot of like my friends that were like musicians and, and entertainers and it was. To see them watch, as they would say, a clinic of showmanship mm-hmm. and how to firmly, and directly, but still kindly talk about, you know, say what you want in your performance. Do right? it for the love. Do it for the love. Do let it, it sizzle. Love. It's not <laughs> what he was talking <laughs> about. It let it love. sizzle, yeah. you know. And um, so even that is watching it from that perspective. And I think, oh, my gosh, Michael Jackson's gone. But watching it from a learning perspective was good, too. So mm-hmm. I kind of needed to see it twice okay. right. for that reason you know but the first time we saw it it was so somber we were just depressed <laughs> like that <Yeah>. whole movie
0: <laughs> yeah it was a, it, uh it's, it's interesting viewing uh we, we enjoyed it mm-hmm. and we enjoyed uh, chopping it up about michael jackson's this is it um are you would you consider yourself um uh, a big moviegoer
3: no no not at all If people ask me about movies all the time and i go you know i don't
1: watch things
3: (laughs) (laughs) i say that all the time so are
1: you against the technology
3: no of movies i forget things come out okay like i just i really do like i'll forget there are certain movies i did not see for the longest time that everyone has seen and i'll just be like i honestly forgot or maybe, sometimes I just don't care, but sometimes right, I right, just, right. I really, like I think you and I had a conversation once about, Len, about Star Wars. Yeah. And then you were like, and then the movies before, and then something came, I was like, wait a minute, there's Star Wars, there's Return of the Jedi, there's Empire Strikes Back. Right. What do you mean there's like three movies before and three movies <laughs> after and Solo and all like I don't even what like what are you talking yeah, about it's a
1: whole world I of Star Wars I know about
3: that I know Ewoks and I know <laughs> uh, of
1: all the things too <laughs> now how do you movies. pick out Ewoks
3: cause I remember the Ewoks when oh. I was little from from what you call it from Empire Strikes Back right
1: Return of the Jedi Return of The,
3: Je- the, thir- the la- to me the last one
1: yes, yes, to me
3: the last one Return of the Jedi so yes. that's what I know Okay. But just, I mean, there's so many movies. You'd be, you'd be embarrassed to know me if, if you asked me about certain movies, and I'd be like, I didn't see it.
0: Really? Yeah. But I bet you've seen hip-hop-influenced movies, though. Yes. That's and, what you know.
3: And many Tyler Perry
0: Whoa, 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 whoa! Well, maybe that's why you don't like movies. Yeah, no,
3: it's. I mean, I'm look, holding I'm
0: on not, to that copy of Boo.
3: I'm not ashamed. Of that. Oh God! No, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that I've seen plenty of Tyler Perry movies. I'm not ashamed to say that, but I've seen plenty of Tyler.
0: Perry <laughs> 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 Have you seen them twice?
3: In the privacy of my own home, or in the theater? In the theater. Have I seen any of his movies twice in the theater? I'm trying to think, did I see Why Did I Get Married twice? Wow. Because I really love that movie. You love Why
1: Did I Get Married.
3: I do. But I think Why Did I Get Married, too, is like one of the worst movies ever made in the history of cinema. Uh, yeah. And I don't watch. This is from someone that doesn't watch things.
0: Yeah, but Why Do You get Get Married is not far from. I
3: really like that movie.
0: Because...
3: It's good! And I like Joe, I like Joe Scott's performance it? a lot. See, okay, here's the thing. I think, okay. Okay. I think, because you guys are so well-versed in, in cinema, and you know what is crap. I don't. So to me, <laughs> the things I watch are pretty fluffy. I believe you. <laughs> right. Are pretty <laughs> fluffy. On the flip side, uh, if you were to ask me about certain types of music and albums and things and yeah. you're like I really like but like how could you like that you, like- you know like that's my thing
1: Got gotcha. you. Gotcha. movies, movies not, not your things not so much okay so not so much so who would be the Tyler Perry of music that like if someone told you I like such and such you would say oh well that's ridiculous
3: oh I can't say that because I might want to interview them one day this stuff comes Seems back to haunt you. A
1: podcast?
2: <laughs>
0: what is that? <laughs> what you a week in political podcast? political? All of a sudden, Man, look, dog. I
3: gotta be careful about what I say. Like I might have to, you know, I might interview them for something. When and I gotta be, I have to be careful.
0: Well, I'm curious. Um, and and Vince is a bit of a music critic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so not even a bit. He actually <clears throat> wrote about this stuff mm-hmm. uh, just like you did. Um, I have recently found myself revisiting. The very short discography of Keith Washington.
2: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. And, okay. <laughs> Keith Washington. It's his face. You I know. Mean, I can see his expression. You,
1: you, you know why? I need to know the process.
3: <laughs>
1: that <Yes>. ends with <laughs> Keith Washington. I'm going to listen to some Keith Washington. I, I,
3: yeah. Okay, I, t- I too you. am
0: intrigued. I, I'll tell you. Um, for reasons I'd rather not get into, my sister, uh, my older sister, has been playing a lot of James Ingram. Okay, 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 right? Okay, right. okay. love James Ingram. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of James
3: Ingram to play. <laughs> Unlike
0: he has a discography. <laughs> yes, he does. Um. So, but listening to that, I, it got me thinking about the 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 male singers that have followed in his wake. Okay, you know. Um. <laughs> And
1: this is going to be a long road.
0: It's not going to be long. It's not going to be long. So Keith Washington. So, well, because I started thinking about like, well, who followed James Ingram? And then I started envisioning like James Ingram, the man. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, nice put together brother. So Mm -hmm. so, like dudes with mustaches. Pretty much. Vince, you think of Joe, that's it. Because then for some reason, I went to Gerald Levert. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh like me some Gerald LeVert. Love Gerald LeVert. Of course. And I then I listened to Gerald Levert sing oh, I can't remember. it was, it was a duet with Tamiya okay. um, that I love. But anyway, that got me onto duets. Okay, duets which okay. got me to Shantae Moore yes, okay. with yes, Keith yes. Washington, Candlelight
1: and You. Candlelight sure. and You From Boy- House
3: Party Two. <laughs>
1: From the house party to sound. Which got me to Keith Washington. So now you're sitting somewhere listening to Keith Washington. And you know what? I used to look, I don't know about you, Vince,
0: but (laughs) Keith Washington's first album, I used to listen to that on repeat. Love ready, willing, and able. I could listen to that song right now and I'll be bouncing. I was bouncing all over this house this morning, cleaning the
1: bathroom. (laughs) Once you leave kissing you. I'm not finished with Keith Washington. I don't know anything about Keith Washington. I know he always looked like his mustache was permed.
3: <laughs> you know it's all good night. <laughs> good
1: like night. Keith Washington had that 80s male perm. <laughs> he did. But, but then it looked like his mustache must was wavy. It, 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 it was it like, was. did he brush. The perm oh, over did. his mustache, he, he probably did. He probably He's did. got like a wavy mustache, he, he did. And kissing
0: you is a great song. I mean,
3: kissing you, know. you is bringing in checks right now for him, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, it yeah.
0: is, it yeah. is, and it's probably the only thing. I mean, but, you know, um, mustache, but candlelighting you is a good song, it is. I mean, so it's his other, um, I can't talk to you anymore about duets. it. <laughs> You know, you know it. His other duet was Shantae Moore. Yes,
3: it's called uh, "I
1: Love You." Yes, yep. I love you. It's off his second album. I have no idea what you. Uh, Keith Washington had two albums, <laughs> dude. Well, this, this is why, why you know have. Keith Washington. This is why he, he has, had to leave the house in the morning. I'm he, learning all kinds <laughs> of things.
3: He has more than he had had more than one album. He has more than one album. He does.
0: Where, where do you stand with Keith Washington, Toya?
3: You know, Keith Washington. I don't really understand why he didn't move beyond what he was doing because he wonderful voice
1: yeah mm-hmm, absolutely know, he
3: uh, had that one martin episode remember yeah, okay. <laughs> he <was on> martin.
1: <laughs> like, i remember that
3: like i don't understand why things did not go he had to look he had the look again
1: again the He's aforementioned mustache. i don't
3: know what happened i don't know if he got lost behind brian mcknight or
1: brian mcknight was a little after him now like right, so like I he didn't... had a space right. before but Brian he was, McKnight. but he, he, he didn't did. have that long of a space
3: I, he had enough, spot. but there was room, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there was okay, room, sure. so I don't know what happened.
1: He should have gotten Will Downing's spot quietly. <laughs> yeah, I don't you know. You know
3: what? You're because I, I remember the, that's his spot, video soul. I remember they were back to back. That's right, they were back to back because he was it was kissing you, and then um, there was Will
1: Downing's cover by Tron, the cover by that, that's were right, back-to-back. and they came out around the yeah, same sure time. Did. And Will Downing, God bless that brother. He wasn't as put together physically as Keith Washington. Not as pretty. Will Downing is the spot Keith Washington should have had, and I don't know what happened. That Rochelle Farrell duet
2: took
3: him
1: into space. So I don't know.
3: I don't know what happened with Keith Washington. I don't know. Yeah. I too have questions. Yeah, now, now.
0: Because actually Now I'm curious. Because now, now you think curious. about it, not only does he get lost, Candlelight and You, great duet. Oh my gosh, so good. But Shantae Moore kinda got lost herself.
3: She took off a little bit and then she um she married Kadeem Hardison, came out with Shantae's Got a Man.
1: Shantae's Got a Man.
3: And that was her return. And then they right. broke then,
1: up. And then Shantae no longer had a man. No,
3: no, no. And then she was on Ron Isley's Contagious with That's R. Kelly. right.
1: She's that female voice. I know. Put away your cane.
3: <laughs> Shut up, two men are talking. Um,
1: <laughs> hey, Mister B. A
3: A mess. So, like, I you
1: shouldn't talk to the lady. And like then this. she
3: and Kenny Lattimore, who's another one, I can't who is there. still getting checks from a ah song. Yeah. Um.
0: I never. I never. Ah, never one and
3: a half songs. Movie. So.
1: Cause we 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 way up in che- we, it's real cheesy right now, y'all. It
0: is
3: we
1: real cheesy. I
0: but, Kenny, n- but but I I hear you on Kenny Lattimore. Keith Washington was not cheesy. He was not and
3: well,
1: he was right there on the board. No, he, he wasn't.
3: was. No, he, he, wasn't. he was. He was.
1: Like you write it smooth jazz. No, no, he wasn't. You, Vince. Right you at, didn't listen to him. You were right at smooth no, jazz. No, he wasn't. Vince. He was you right And like, there was
3: nothing wasn't. but there was nothing wrong with that. You right but at, he
1: wasn't You were right at smooth jazz and white Zinfandel and sent it to No,
3: you're not in a box. No, you're not. No, you're doing Keith Washington
1: wrong. No. He Like you invited your lady over to your apartment and made her some um some salmon. I can't. (laughs) You made her some salmon. Yes, I... And some rice pilaf. But I'm sure... (laughs) And then serve her some white Zinfandel. I'm sure that's a good
2: album,
3: though. you put on some
1: Keith Washington. (laughs) He had on like a mustard blazer. He sure did. (laughs) And a mock turtleneck. Because you you invited this lady over for dinner.
0: Leave Keith Washington alone, Vince.
3: I shouldn't say this because I know this is going to take us on a tangent, but I have to bring this up. We could not... We cannot have issue with bringing up Keith Washington and still making him relevant when Gregory Abbott has a greatest hits album.
1: How does Gregory Abbott have?
3: Thank you. What's on it? Thank you, thank you. If Gregory Abbott can have a greatest hits album, Keith Washington deserves every bit of success <laughs> that he has gotten. Fair point. Fair
1: point. Fair point.
3: Best not best of. He does not. I'm not talking a maxi single. I'm not talking about an EP. This brother has a full fledged. Hits. I don't know if he was big in Japan, and we say, didn't did know. Else, I don't know, but I remember seeing on on Amazon, and I said, "You've got to be kidding me!" <laughs> the best "Shake You Down," the best of Gregory Abbott.
1: Look, "Shake You Down" and other songs.
3: Other songs. I just <laughs> it's the remix, the extended, the Spanish version. Like I have no idea what else could be on this album.
1: Look,
0: if Young MC can have a best of album, oh wow Anybody can have a best of album. And it's a thing. And it's a thing. So there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been fun. But you know what's more fun? What? Talking about Dave Chappelle's Block Party. Yes.
1: We'll be back with the film review as soon as we do something funky and have steps in it.
0: status, immigration, and people. Status tells the human stories that immigration impacts. Somebody might be in the US on a E-1 or an H-1B, maybe a J-2 or an F-1. They might be undocumented, or they may have their green card. They might be moving to Canada for a job, or to the UK, or maybe they're trying to escape violence in their home country. In any case, Every immigrant has a story. Status tells those stories and how the complex reality of immigration weaves its way into the narrative. Listen here to Status, Immigration and People, available on PodGlamour.com. We get in our Cadillac like we always do. We go drive, go golfing. Next thing we know, we see Dave Chappelle. <laughs> do you like rap music?
1: Will y'all come to my block party in New York? It's in Brooklyn on Saturday. Oh! Ain't nothing like a James Brown hit the set the mood. Hit me. See? Hit me again. That's right. Hit me. These are the golden tickets. We really want, didn't even give out this one. Get ready, Saturday night? Bring your Timberlands. I knew I should've bought a phone. What? What? <laughs> Big booty people, y'all gotta share with a small booty. Attention hostables. There is a block party right around the corner. Bring Rudy, Theo, what I gotta do to make you understand all this is gonna be people. I can see it now. Featuring barbecue chicken for lunch. Would y'all come play at my block party in New
2: York. This
1: is the concert I've always wanted to see. All these people before I ever met them, I was fans of theirs. Dream come true. Oh snap! Pimpalicious. Five thousand black people chilling in the rain. Nineteen white people peppered into the crowd. Party in front of your house Saturday? Excited? Yes, and you're welcome to come and rest your loins at any point.
0: It's a pale soul. It's a pale. It's a soul. You ready? Set. I didn't say go.
1: <laughs> hey Moses. Hey, make some noise for a Miracle the Fuji. I play to win. Yeah, you're
2: gonna. i putting some money know. on the table.
1: We're going to settle this right now. We're playing these white people for our freedom. (laughs) Dave Chappelle's Block Party. You haven't seen the last of me. I don't want to.
0: (laughs) Dave Chappelle's Block Party, 2005 documentary film hosted, written by comedian Dave Chappelle, directed by uh, Miguel Gondry. The film and its soundtrack are dedicated to the memory of music producer Jay Dilla who died from lupus one month before the film's release. The film follows Chappelle during the summer of 2004 up until September 18th when he threw a block party on the corner of Quincy Street and Downing Street in the Clinton Hill neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York. It features nearby sites including the Broken Angel House, uh, in Brooklyn as well as areas of Fort Greene, Brooklyn, Bedford Stuyvesant. He also invited several hip-hop and neo-soul musical artists to perform at the party and also brought along the Central State University marching band from Ohio where Dave Chappelle calls home. This film features performances <sighs> by Kanye West, Most Def, Talib Kweli, Jill Scott, Erykah Badu, The Roots, Common, Big Daddy Kane, Bilal, Cody Chestnut, John Legend, Cool G Rap, and the reunion mm. of the Fugees. Crazy! In Dave Chappelle's block party, Toya Haynes yes. selection for Black Music Month here on the show Mission Toya what you got to say about Ooh. Black Party
3: also Dead Presidents did you mention Dead I did Pre- say Dead Presidents Pre- 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 okay I just want to make sure because that was very important oh, most certainly. the movie I <sighs> so many things I love about this movie one thing I really I'll say the first thing that I mentioned I really love about this movie is that it just really showed Dave Chappelle as a music lover Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like remove everything you know went to Africa is worth a bajillion dollars everything he's just someone that loves music and wanted people to experience what he experiences when he listens to this type of soul music
2: yes Mm -hmm. and
3: did of course use you know his his friendships his relationships and his celebrity to bring all these people together for this moment and I I think that's really interesting yeah. I went about it, you know, understanding that okay, we do have a small budget, you right, know, right, we do, right. you know, I can't. This isn't like a full fledged movie or whatever, but really making sure that it, it, the feeling carried its weight from the, from the conception of it all the way to the end. Right, I thought was really great about this movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, you're absolutely right. There's an, um, what I. Like if you ever watched like the Chappelle show Mm -hmm. or even some of his concerts, you know that he's a fan of hip hop Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he would have, you know, hip hop music on his concerts and he'd have the the performers on his show Mm -hmm. and everything like that. But what this shows, what this brought you into is that his love of the, the music is not the music alone. Mm-hmm. it's the culture yes of hip yes. hop and everything that it means for him it's very authentic mm-hmm. for him it's a part of his dna and just as he has u- uses his comedy to share slices of himself mm-hmm. he he wants to share this aspect of it of him with you with mm-hmm. the audience and with and also he wants to share his world. He's definitely a kid of Brooklyn. He's definitely a New yes. York a New York yeah. state of mind. But he's a man that lives in Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. For a reason. For yeah. a reason. You know what I yes. mean? And he's trying to bring some of that here to mm-hmm. New York cuz he knows that they will appreciate
1: it. It's I it's just a really a great time mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, there there are two things that this film Makes me, that it makes me think about the first is is the musical documentary Watt Stacks. Yes, yeah, yes. Yes. where there's so much of as you said Ohio, but Brooklyn as well. That the community and the mm-hmm. people are as much of a player in this film as the musicians. Yeah, are. Mm-hmm. and I think it speaks to what you just said, where, where Dave Chappelle is is a a child of hip-hop and he's Mm -hmm. a lover of this culture and he's a lover of these artists but like the best comedians dave chappelle is also a man of his environment Mm -hmm. so on the one hand he is a you know relatively young black man and and everything that goes along with that so so he's making this music with these young black men and women or or he's you know making this film with them and his relationship with them is very personal. But then it is his relationship with the people from Ohio. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the woman who works at the store that he buys mm-hmm. the cigarettes from. Yeah. The two little brothers that he blesses with the tickets. <laughs> yes, yes I love them. The whole spine of the film almost, which is this marching band
2: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. just
1: kind of stumbles upon and, and brings them all to it. And it, it lends a real warmth. To this, so Mm -hmm. that it makes it more than just a a concert film. And then the other thing that it made me think of is the Rat Pack.
2: Mm. Okay. And what I
1: mean by that is this one of the things that I've that kind of made the Rat Pack the Rat Pack was that you had this group of men who were so supremely confident in their own skills and talents. That they could open themselves up to be fans of each other. Yeah. So that you know, Dean Martin, you know, Dean Martin would watch Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. would watch Frank Sinatra, and they were all fans of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that just permeates this thing that these are artists who love each other.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 So much so that it, I think it is very, it's very genuine. When other artists jump on stage while
1: others are performing, right. yeah, and like some of it is planned, but some of it I think is like very just organic. Mm-hmm. And as the the camera moves around back and forth, because you know it's very kinetic in this that, and the other, there are scene, there are shots of most deaf or or John Legend or Jill Scott or Erica Badu, and they're on the side. Singing each other's songs, yeah, Yeah. because they're fans too. Mm -hmm. And again, I think warm is what I get from this more than anything Mm -hmm. else. That warmth, Mm
3: -hmm. yeah.
1: Very, 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 very,
0: very true. So, the documentary um, features like this this group, you know, these artists who are, like you said, they're fans, but they're a family.
3: Yeah. yeah, they
0: all know one another, mm-hmm. and I think one of the most joyful parts of of this movie is when Erica Badu is performing. Yeah, and she loses her wig, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, not for nothing. I liked her fine with just her regular. Yeah, <laughs> me her too. hair. I was like, hey. yo, you should have came out like that. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're handling. But I love that they then cut to Jill Scott in mm-hmm. the back watching her and she is just like go ahead girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead just ride it with her. Man. Yeah. I just I love that. I love that mm-hmm. moment. Also I have to thank you Toya for choosing this film because not that it had ever dissipated but watching this film because I had never seen it. Oh really? I had never seen it. I had never seen it. Um I knew about it, of right, course, right, right. but mm-hmm. I just never got around. To, it's one of those black films I never got around to see. Right, right. Wow. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it twice in the theater. But yeah. Oh! Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but I thank you for choos- choosing this because mm. this movie made me fall in love with Jill Scott all over again. Mm. Man. Easy. Man. Easy. No. No, dude. First of all, like the second I see her, she ain't even doing nothing. She's just nothing. Jill. she's just, and just like, N-n-n-n!
2: Huh,
0: <laughs> god. And then when she's talking to she, she's talking to like the 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 the, the cameraman mm-hmm. who you don't really hear the whole time, but you hear this one moment because she's sitting there watching Erica Badu, <laughs> and he's like. You know, wow! Well, you know, you're gonna have to follow her. <laughs> you're gonna have to follow her because Erica Doo is blowing, is, yeah. is blowing the doors off. And she's like, "You're gonna have to follow that." And Jill just gives this laugh, like, <laughs> "Have you ever seen me? perform? Have you ever right. seen me perform?" I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes!" Stand up, ladies and gentlemen.
3: <sighs> I love that moment. I love that moment we, so we, much. We
1: gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead, and we're we to get out this Jill Scott. Moment, because you oh, know yes. how. I've, yes. Yeah, Jill Scott is a force. <laughs> and, and this this is absolutely, like, remember, you remember it was that. I don't know how much you saw Jill Scott during the Who Is Jill Scott years. Oh. Like uh. between the first and second, so it did get to that moment where she, when she would perform, and she would remix her own song. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes a smile on my face
3: That performance of Is It The Way or The Way mm-hmm. in that movie oh my is God. so ridiculous. Just the rock edge they put on that was mm-hmm. amazing. And listen, I understand Jill Scott is a beautiful woman. I'm not, mm. I don't feel a way about y'all feeling away Because I saw the movie twice because the first time me and my girlfriends were really just watching... Common and most deaf and okay. Black thought and Big Daddy Kane and <laughs> and John Legend, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had to go back and actually see the movie. Right, right, so
0: right.
1: It's they okay. Scott got the credits. Was
3: she in the movie? <coughs> I, was like, I don't remember seeing this. that. Ha- that
1: happened. <laughs> but they are also so common, young and beautiful. Ooh, yes, They're so young and beautiful.
3: Yes, that most deaf. Don't get me started.
0: Yeah, uh, that's another performance. Ooh,
1: yeah, most
0: it. deaf man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're talking about a force. You're talking about an, an immensely talented person. Immensely
3: and like and hilarious. You know. Yes. Dave Chappelle brought up that point about, you know, so so many comedians, you know, want to be musicians. So many musicians are actually really funny. Um oh, but I did wanna get back to the Jill Scott Erica Badu thing. Mm. I think one thing that was so good about this part was um when they went into the root song, the oh, you know, yeah not worry about worry. Okay. Yeah. Well, knowing the history behind that, knowing that when they originally did that song mm-hmm. That Jill Scott was actually supposed to be singing. Didn't she yeah. write it? She wrote it. She wrote it. Yeah, right. And then the record company was like, We all know a Jill Scott. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need you to put Erica Badu on this.
1: Who is Jill Scott? We don't know a Jill yeah. Scott.
3: And like to see them sing together, I thought was really dope.
1: Wasn't that fantastic? That was yeah. fantastic. Like, don't you love that energy between the two of yeah. them? Yeah. It yeah. It was
3: so it was so great to see. You know, just talking about how organic it was and, and just knowing that they flow so well together, but very confident in their individual abilities.
0: Yes. Yes without letting yeah. ego, you know, oh, supersede yeah. anything. It, ego doesn't supersede anything, however, you know, the world at large probably doesn't know that story. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So as far as they know, it's Erica Badu on the hook. Right. And that's and that's the sound you're listening for mm-hmm. when you hear the chiming of that song coming up. Mm-hmm. And Erica Badu knows that. Mm-hmm. But she still is in the back. Yes. Right. Because she also knows the she knows the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And she knows, God bless Erica Badu can can crush on a stage. Oh God. All but all the there's a reason on, why man. performers, you know, we get it all out before Patti LaBelle gets on stage. Right. And there's a the reason why <laughs> Erica Badu was behind Jill Scott singing Jill Scott's part. Because mm. Jill was going to just break this down. Like, she killed Because if you were worried. <laughs>
3: mm. Mm. Oh, man. That was amazing. That's a really, that's an amazing performance. That's an.
1: It's, there's so many good ones in there. Uh, I've seen this movie Probably three or four times, mm-hmm. and I know this movie. I was still shocked and amazed when the damn Fuji's came out. <laughs> you don't get over it. You never get you over it. Like you get never, it. never get, over, get it. over Seeing like I actually wrote. I think I make. What did I where's? I is I said. I wrote in my notes. Jesus, he got the Fuji's together. Yeah, he's like, and now, ladies and gentlemen, a
3: miracle. Because no, one, it wasn't like we were looking for them. I think that's the thing. It's like when I think Soul Aquarians. How are you looking for the Fuji's? I'm not the looking Fugees for the Fugees. The don't even exist
1: no more. <laughs> it's just like the Fuji's is a concept. Right. Right.
0: But you're right. When you think of the Soul Aquarians, you're not necessarily, you don't go to the fujis You do you not. Know? You go Jill Scott, most common, Erica Badu. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Um, Talib Kweli. D'Angelo. The roots,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, DeAngelo, You know, I don't know. He,
3: he's he's an enigma.
1: He should have been there. He's
3: an enigma. He doesn't you know what, always show I didn't up to miss things.
1: DeAngelo, I never thought about him until this yeah. exact second. I, but I he's he's him.
3: just as much as Aquarian
1: is. I want like, well, D'Angelo there.
3: Yeah, but he. I mean, he's an enigma. He doesn't really. I know, but, but the Fugees.
1: But that... they got the Fugees together. Yeah,
3: Lauren Hill, who is equally.
1: An enigma an enigma
3: you know
0: yeah. so don't yeah yeah <laughs> she was she was like she was
1: like what'd you say where where I've been it's like the great sadness Lauren Hill is the great sadness <laughs> in my heart <laughs> like she's the great sadness <laughs> Lauren yeah. Hill yeah Ooh.
0: I I also like that um you know because this is a documentary
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and there is a little bit of a a through line of a story here because yes. there's Dave, you know, wanting to to do the the concert. Right. You know, finding the venue, really cool, finding like this Broken Angel place and yeah. the, the weird story of this weird <laughs>
3: concert. Oh my gosh, they're amazing. Yes. <laughs> that
0: lives there. Um <laughs> And then him visiting all these these places in in and around where yeah. the concert's going to be, and yeah. him taking them in. You know, him being playful with the kids, yeah. and him allowing the the artist to meet the kids. Because speaking of the, mm-hmm. the 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 Fugees, you got Prize, I mean, not Prize um, Wyclef Wycliffe does a really great moment with the with the marching band that he yeah. brings yeah. from Ohio, um, and and it's one of the, the the best scenes in in the movie is when Dave just races along the street with this little boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's just, such a, it's just such a joyful yeah. moment. And then it's the whole energy of the concert and everybody getting along and everything like that. And then it leads into not only the reunion of the Fugees, mm-hmm. but they are grace gracious enough to give you at least a little window into their world, mm-hmm. yeah. the backstory, you know, hints of some answers to questions yes. right, everybody right. Had, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So you're really getting it from their point of view. And you feel like, you know, while they're not going to give you the whole story, and that's right. fine, this isn't the, isn't the place for it, they're still being very honest about yeah. it. Yeah, Which I also think speaks to the environment that Dave Chappelle creates in and of himself being so authentic that everybody feels right. yeah. safe enough right. to be themselves mm-hmm. and thus be open a little bit. Yeah. You know, Erica Badu, I think the wig going off, if that happened to her at her concert, she probably would have wrote with it the same way. Oh
3: yeah, she's like that period like just right. across the across the board
0: but it easily could have also been a thing mm-hmm. right but that you know this is going to be shown and and then it's not it's it's it, you don't even feel it it just feels mm-hmm. just like part of the energy of the of the yeah. thing yeah it's great it's it, it really is cool yeah and, and like I said they, they give you a little window into like you know some stuff there. And, and it, you're right, it
1: is a great shame. The Fuji's and Lauren Hill is just a great... The funny thing uh. is, I remember after it was over, we all thought, oh, well, maybe the Fuji's are... Like, maybe they'll come get through some... They the
3: probably thought
1: that too. Well, I think looking at it today, you can watch them falling apart on the screen. Yeah. Like, they're barely holding it. Like, Praz and Wyclef are barely holding it together in that scene mm. with them together. And then, you know, Lauren Hill... I love some Lauren Hill, but she has never been the stable personality in the world. Yeah.
3: Because so. it's almost like when she come, when the Fuji's come out, it really still is all about Lauren Hill because the biggest questions are really surrounding her. Yes. So even yes. with them performing, it's still gonna be we see Wyclef. We might see prize, <laughs> might not ask about prize. No. But I mean no disrespect whatsoever. Prize? You know, is, is that prize. <laughs> but our questions are what is going on with that over there? It's
1: it's the great sadness.
3: It's the great sadness, the and for great. it to end on that note is just. Did you ever see her? Have I ever seen? Did Lauren you ever Hill see
1: perform? Hill perform? Yes, good and I you. totally
3: forgot that I've seen. But it her was it was the Fugees. It was smoking grooves. Mm. Okay, back in the day.
1: Oh yeah, that's. I think that was a good tour.
3: Yeah, it was a really good tour. Yeah. Tribe Called Quest, mm. uh, think Buster. Cypress Hill. Um, yeah, that was a really good show.
1: Did you see? You ever seen her? Before? I've never seen her live. I saw the Fugees. Best concert I've ever been to. The Fugees and the Roots were touring together, mm-hmm. and they were switching off when mm. closing the show. Goody Mob opened for them.
2: Ooh. I mean, that does sound
1: like a good show. And then I saw Lauryn Hill when she was touring for the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, and guess who opened for her? Who? Outcast. Outkast. Oh. So I have two really good Lauren Hill yeah. memories. Yeah. And Hold it, on to those. Yeah, well.
3: <laughs> I actually have a funny story about Lauren Hill, like a personal story that I found out way later in life. So my dad, as we've discussed, passed away okay. not too long ago. And one day we were in the family room watching TV. She was on something. And he said, out the blue, I'm good and grown. You don't remember playing with Lauren Hill when you were little? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, what? Yeah. You don't remember playing with Lauren Hill when you were little? No, I do not. Now, we're a couple months apart. Okay. Okay. And I um, was born in Rochester, New York, and then we moved to Binghamton when I was really little, like before I was even four years old.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And he was like, Yeah, you used to play with Lauren Hill. No, I do not remember. So he goes into saying that my godparents, evidently your friends were her parents, and you know, she's from Jersey, yes, like New yeah. Jersey, and evidently they were all cool, and we used to all play together. And he said the funniest thing he was talking about. He was like, yeah, I remember, like, you know, because, I don't know if we had a sleepover or something, and she was, you know, sleepy. He was like, she just looked like a regular baby. Yeah, she looked like a regular baby. She wasn't... <laughs> Why are you just telling me this? <laughs> wow. It was the most random. And he just went back and just kept watching TV. He's like, wow. you I was like, are you serious?
0: Random. Wow. So So weird. Well, now your life mission has to be to, to, to,
1: to tell this to <laughs> it's
3: So weird. That is kind of weird. It's so weird. And then looked at me like, you don't remember? No, you never told me. How am I going to remember? I was like two.
0: That's insane. That's so, it's so strange. That's insane. Um, What else you got about Dave Chappelle's block party?
3: Um, I think one thing that I really love about this movie right now is that, you know, being in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. is that there's so much Philadelphia history, not just with the roots, um, but you know, and James Poyser being in the roots, but Mm -hmm. you have a lot of musicians that are still in Philadelphia, still playing Mm -hmm. Um, Matt Cappy, Mm-hmm. Um, trumpeters in the band, you have Jeff Bradshaw, mm-hmm. yeah. you have a very young Adam Blackstone, Ooh. Mm. crazy bass player, you know, who's now the music director for everyone in the world, <laughs> you know. Uh, and to see him young and playing, um, I thought that was really dope, you know, to be able to just look and see, like, oh my gosh, like, there's still these, are, you know, the early days, but there's still musicians that are playing. It's still Philadelphia has such a rich history and so many incredible musicians that i think i heard someone say it might have been james Poiser. um i interviewed him like i think like a couple months ago and he was talking about there's not really you really cannot find a touring band that does not have one philadelphia musician that's true you know
1: i've actually heard that for like jazz people
3: oh yeah that.
1: like don't yeah. They say that in the 60s yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's always been yeah you know? mm-hmm. it's just you know
0: the shine kind of like, you know, sometimes like looks another way from here, mm-hmm. from, you know, some eras, but it's always yeah. been,
1: there's a through line of great yeah. Philadelphia musicians. Right. And that touring mm-hmm. thing, like, like I've always heard about touring slash studio slash working musicians. Right. Like actual mm-hmm. players. Yeah. There's always a Philly element.
3: Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that for years. Always. And for me, it reminded me, I mean, I think Questlove was talking about how they used to always play together um, at the wetlands, I think, mm-hmm, in New mm-hmm. York. So... But it very much reminded me of, and some some listeners might remember this back in the day, Black Lily. Yeah, I was about yeah, to yeah, say Black right here at, at the Five black, Spot, exactly before it burned down, right before it burned down. Yeah. You know, and you still had the same, a lot of the same musicians and artists mm-hmm. that you saw there. Like I remember, I think I moved to Nashville the week after Jill or before after Jill Scott's album came out, and I remember okay. Kindred Family Soul announcing right. it, you know, at Five that's Spot, right. you know, that's so. Right. It's to me. It reminded me of that era too, and that yeah. was pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and, and I think what also gives the energy to this—you were talking about the musicianship—is that these are a lot of hip hop acts with live instruments behind yes. them. Yes, you know. Yes, it's like, and that's that's what kills on mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, another great moment. Speaking of that, is. Dead Press. Oh my goodness. That
3: was such a good
0: moment. That is such a good moment especially when you hear them almost lose the crowd <laughs> but pull them back in. Yeah. Such a powerful Yeah. Moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Such such and it's and it's so hip hop.
1: And mm-hmm. you realize that if there's an act that that audience has not heard before, it's Dead Press. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah great oh my
3: god and Chappelle is a huge Dead Prez fan well
1: when you think about how they're situated in the film yes like they come towards the end and then they play it's bigger than hip hop Mm -hmm. over the credits so yeah Dave Chappelle loves Dead Prez yeah
3: oh that was such a great moment
1: yeah it's cool I mean this is
0: you 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 represented uh, Wastax right which was a concert that was done you know um, in support of the race riots back right. in the sixties, right in uh, in Los in Los in Angeles. Watts, in mm-hmm. Watts, yeah. The difference, and it's a very prominent difference between this and that. And we like that movie. Oh yeah, the yeah, film yeah. that came from that, mm-hmm. and the whole you know Richard Pryor is kind of like the the chorus, yeah. in that yeah. thing filmed mm-hmm. separately, and that and it works for that. But what's missing from that film at least as far as I remember is that you know it's for benefit of Watts. Right. And Watts is in the house there in that stadium all those people. Mm-hmm. Right. But you don't feel the neighborhood.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: True.
0: You don't feel the area of Watts. True. Watts itself is not a character in that. movie. Right. True. And Brooklyn very much is. Yeah. Brooklyn is a character. In this movie, and that's the difference. You, 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 you. He takes you there. Yeah. It, 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 you feel like you feel like like you're sitting on your stoop watching yes. this concert. Yeah. You know, having a good time because mm. he's showing you all the angles from the rooftop, from the mm. audience. You know. You know. Um, sh- through through the raindrops. You know. Uh, it. And that it, that speaks to Dave, and that also speaks to the director yes. uh, Miguel Gondry. You know, give mm-hmm. him some love. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that speaks to that. It, I, I I I loved experiencing this this movie. I watched this. Like I said, I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I was sitting here in the studio. I hit play and i had to go over cuz i was cleaning i was cleaning up mm-hmm. around here and i was putting the, i put a book back on the shelf right after i hit play mm-hmm. and by the time i had put the book back on the shelf like you know the opening credits and mm-hmm. all that stuff it flashed through and now it's on mm-hmm. With Dave's silly butt in front of the gate, <laughs> dancing and stuff like that. oh, Dave he's, he's Oh no, he's helping to do with the car. Yeah, yes. he's helping to do with oh, the car. That's so funny. Oh my god, I'm like Dave is my funny He's my favorite comedian. I stood and watched that. I did not sit down till the end. Mm-hmm. I watched this whole thing standing up. Yeah. Right there and standing in front of that television. Watch, I just experienced yeah. this movie.
1: It was yeah. so great.
3: I wonder how much of an influence Watch Sex was on him because now that you mentioned that, he has on a Richard Pryor t shirt. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: he mm-hmm. does. Yes, he does. So I
3: wonder if yeah. that.
1: And you know he's a student.
3: A, oh, you yeah. You know he's a student of music
1: yeah. and. Prior. yeah so. in comedy
3: yeah yes yeah, so I wonder if he if that was you know intentional or if that was an influence for him to create the
0: film yeah I also thought that this film showed that as much as people in the world of comedy want to put the the through line from Richard to Eddie mm-hmm. I think it really goes from Richard to Dave mm. because with with Eddie. As funny as he was, Eddie Murphy was great. Sure. But I never felt the personal with Eddie. I never
1: felt Eddie opened up like Richard did. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was never one of the people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dave Chappelle definitely has always yeah, been absolutely. one of the people. I agree. Yeah. I think the through line is more to, yeah. to Dave. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I agree. And I think this was a, uh, a window into that because he's not on stage. No. He's not performing. Mm -hmm. He's not doing bits, Mm -hmm. you know.
3: Except for
0: Oh (laughs) I know I think I know the most
3: ridiculous part of that movie. When he pulls the guy up from the crowd yes, yes. with the free Tibet after, t-shirt, yeah, rap who, the worst freestyle yes. rap you will ever hear, yes. which what I think is so hilarious about that is that I found out later is that, and you see it when you go back, you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's so clear. J. Cole, a very young J. Cole, is in the audience.
1: Wow. So
3: imagine knowing that you pulled this guy up right,
1: right, and instead J. Cole, of-,
3: yeah. right, instead wow. of a very young J. Cole who was yeah. most definitely very capable yeah. of holding his own. But yeah. then you got this guy that comes up on stage who is absolutely terrible.
0: Well, Dave knew what he was doing. <laughs> right, right, right. Because he said he was going to battle. Yeah,
3: He was so awful.
0: <laughs> he was terrible. Because while Dude was bad, Dave wasn't much better. Dave was just funny with it. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh my gosh. That's
1: all. Um...
0: What can I say? I, yeah. I, look. It's a great time capsule.
1: It is a great time capsule. I, I mean, capsule. we talked about how young everybody looks. I love the fact that John Legend isn't quite John Legend yet. He's mm-hmm. still like, kind he's of not, nerdy. He's really. not really put together. Right. He's cause... about a week past when he should have gotten a haircut. <laughs> but like, he the backup dude.
3: Yeah, because... He was just the backup yeah, dude he at the that backup point. Dude.
1: But... but
0: he definitely is on kind of like The Ledger but the, 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 had his album come out in two thousand. I feel like, okay I'm trying to maybe think maybe it just hit? I think it just hit I, think I don't, I don't hit. think we
3: were getting Ordinary People John Legend we hadn't okay. gotten the or- I think we were getting like that great song that he came out with and yeah. then he was on Good Music because right. actually someone else who's there Keisha Cole is actually there That's she's in right. the credits oh, right. you see her but she never performs yeah. we're also getting pre-Kardashian Kanye
1: which how great was that? How- pre-kardashian kanye there's a moment where the band is playing jesus walks Mm -hmm. and kanye smiles yes and you can see on his face that he is genuinely happy and 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 complimented yeah like i honestly can't believe you all learned my song yeah and he smiles yep and it's like oh Yep, Wait, it's early go good, when he had good
3: music and John Legend, Keisha Coles on good yeah. music and like um, Common's on good music
0: and just... I like yeah. that Common is here, but he doesn't really perform. Oh, but he's here. Yes. He's, yes. Yes. He he's welcome there and he's... But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also kind of liked uh, him with... And you'll have to remind me of this time because... The most performance you see him, because he's on stage. That's, oh, you know, yeah, all over. Somebody who's just jumping on stage. Mm-hmm. And right, out right, right, right. You know, because he, he, he doesn't have like, a, he doesn't do a track. He doesn't mm-hmm. do right. a common track. Uh, uh, well, I guess he does The Light um, because Erica Badu. Oh,
3: I Love of My Life. Yeah, right. Yeah. He does, yeah. Um, but him and Erica Badu, yeah. Yeah. I like that little vibe with one hey, another. Um, and I don't remember it was after it the was breakup. After, right? It yeah. was after the breakup.
1: Hey, Erica, keep him close. Erica, keep him close. I don't know what Erica Badu puts on you. (laughs) I suspect it involves catfish. Uh,
3: Well, Common actually, uh, I just went to the Roots picnic a couple weeks ago. Uh And Common was the surprise guest on uh, QLS. Live QLS. And Fonte, who is a fool was talking about the relationship between Kamen and Erykah Badu and her being in the video, which it was originally supposed to be Lisa Bonet in yes. the video, and all that kind of stuff. And Vontae was like, you know, we just, there's nothing like that light skin on light skin love that y'all had. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh. and that y'all was you know, still remained okay during that part. I'm like, it was so ridiculous. But yeah, it was cool to see them together yeah. and, and perform that.
0: That was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, would you recommend people see this film?
3: I recommend it. See the film, by the soundtrack, even though it doesn't have the Fuji's on there because contracts, label issues, good grief. But yeah, I recommend. I recommend anybody to see the film, not just yeah. be, not just because the I music, mean, as you said, the story and how mm-hmm. it incorporates Brooklyn. You know, even the the school where Biggie went to school and yeah. you know, yeah, talking to a little, little
0: C's. Story,
1: and right? Yeah, Little
3: and all C got, shows up. Little
0: C shows up. Yeah, just out of blue, just talking to Little
3: C's. Yeah, and just um, and to witness Dave Chappelle in a different light as a music lover. Still hilarious yeah. that's just who he is. Yeah. But just seeing him as this, you know, person that wants to put music together pre Twitter, you know, pre Instagram. You know, and just very organically people lining up seeing it on the website. Pre pre what?
0: Waits. Because this is this is, talk about a young Dave Chappelle.
3: Oh, pre weights
0: Yeah. Yes. This Dave Chappelle so is not lanky. walking in the building anymore. Right,
1: right. Yeah, right. so lanky. Dave I mean, Chappelle now ate this Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
3: so yeah it's just pre you know it's pre this pre that but then it's also you know the end of this and the end of that yeah. and it's yeah as you said it's a great time capsule so yeah. I would highly recommend it
1: me too me too it's a great film yeah it's a great it's a fun time Uh, like you said I love the soundtrack mm-hmm. I love the soundtrack as well so absolutely yeah mm-hmm. so there you go ladies
0: and gentlemen check out Dave Chappelle's block party it's streaming catch it sit down you will not be disappointed Mm-mm. get some ribs some some <laughs> potato salad sit down and chill that was the only thing missing from this black party there was no potato salad right 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 no I was looking for a potato salad there was no
1: potato salad yes. because it's that narrow window where you have to get the potato salad but then they leave it out too long that's true <laughs> That's and it's true. like the flies and mm-hmm. hot mayonnaise. So like oh you have God. that narrow window mm-hmm. to get your potato salad.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Good point. So good point. Yes. Good point.
1: um Toya. Yes. The yeah The
0: first time I heard. Yay! Yeah. Whole podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Your love letter to music. Is it? Where? As it? It were. is. What's that all about?
3: uh my love letter to music and I am as you can hear a huge music nerd and I cannot tell you what I wore yesterday but I can tell you the first time I heard Luther Vandross the first time I heard Nirvana first time I heard Foo Fighters first time I heard Jill Scott first you know just I can tell you all these different memories that I have. And so I wanted to put it in a podcast and talk about these moments and talk about these moments with other people that truly love music and truly get it and other creatives and and notable figures that can really chop it up about this, you know, Mm -hmm. and talk about the first time they heard Mm -hmm. particular artists and how this person's music has influenced their life. And some people, it might be very obvious You know, it might be a musician talking about another musician, but it might not. It might be an author talking about a musician. It might be, Mm -hmm. you know, in different ways. It might be someone that, you know, is involved in gospel music that you wouldn't expect talking about somebody in rock. You know, it's um, it just shows how important music is to our life's, you know, soundtracks and and universal, how universal it is exactly and how it just really unites people. And so that's that's the thought behind it.
0: That right. is really that is really it's dope. very it's a cool. Very cool concept. It uh, really is. Uh, it's out there. It's available wherever podcasts are available, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she's got uh, a couple of episodes. A really cool one that you did would talk about the first time that you heard Brian McKnight. Yes.
3: And what I love about that one is that you, I like talking to people that really know the history of this artist. Right. And so that was with uh, author Melissa Watkins, mm-hmm. who hilariously goes down. Her list of things that uh, you will see in every Brian McKnight video—from <laughs> him running with a tank top to him yeah. on a motorcycle to him trying to two-step next to a beautiful young lady—she <laughs> um, goes into, you know, give Brian McKnight his things. That's her yes. big thing about him being nominated multiple times for a Grammy, never getting it. Um, and she just runs down this list. You know, we we have an argument about. You know, his, his up tempos versus his, his slow songs, mm. you know. And so I like that I'd be able to even, you yeah. know, debate or just chop it up about different things with people that really understand the music.
0: And you've got an episode up there um, uh, that you did with uh, Alan Love.
3: Alvin Love, yes. Alvin Love the uh, third, about, yeah.
0: Um, Kenny Loggins.
3: Yes. Which
0: was really cool because, you know, a little bit of transparency, uh, I, I helped produce, help produce the mm-hmm. show. Yes, you know, Thank Believe you. me, I just helped. I, I i i i she comes here to the studio turn that knob exactly <laughs> yeah okay exactly it, it, that's pretty much what i just sit here she you know my hand is her mouse oh and my she just gosh. moves it along and that, and that's what happens um but we did we did that one, and mm. she swore to me. And I like Kenny Loggins, but I wasn't like, you know... Right, right, right. Kenny Loggins. Right, right. Uh, But she swore to me, like, Len, you will appreciate Kenny Loggins. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I I, I I do have to say that I have uh, see added his discography to my okay,
3: because what we talk about specifically in that episode is that there is a pocket of Kenny Loggins' career that is very soulful.
1: Yes, yes,
3: very soulful, yeah, and that right. I wish you know would permeate through other areas. But I think that's you know a great thing about being an artist. You can try this, you can try that, whatever. But um, that's what Alvin and I talked about. That there's this very specific pocket. That um, includes Michael McDonald and was, Stilly Dan. That's
1: sort of yacht rock. Yacht rock. Mm-hmm. See, he
3: understands oh, yacht rock. yeah. We talked about oh, this. Oh, yeah. Very yacht rock pocket. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: and even. I'm down.
3: And even with um, their side projects that he's done on certain smooth jazz mm-hmm. albums, you mm-hmm. know, he's just i wish he would just bring that back around but in the meantime you know we have a good pocket of music that he's given us and it was really great talking to alvin about that because we we alvin and i personally have this thing where we talk about not footloose kenny loggins yeah. so when someone says kate loggins you know if someone asks me who's your favorite underrated and i say kenny loggins not footloose get away from footloose there's so much more
1: this is it kenny loggins
3: this is it. Love will follow. Kenny Loggins oh, yeah. songs with Patty Austin, and mm-hmm. um, I think he did one with Babyface. I think there's like a Babyface producer. There's so much.
0: So what's coming up on? What do we have to look forward to on first? Time yes.
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm very excited to say that um, we'll be talking about. All kinds of artists. I have Queen Latifah.
2: Nice. Um,
3: we have to talk talk about Luther Vandross because that is my favorite singer of all time. Nice. And I have a very specific memory about the first time I heard him, and I have a very special guest for that. Um, I'll be doing one on Jam and Lewis. Oh, cool. oh, nice. Yeah, and talking about the first time I heard Jam and Lewis, um, which is very distinctive, and you know their their catalog is bananas. Mm-hmm. Um. Foo Fighters. Okay. Is another one. Nirvana is another one. Mm,
0: that's um, a good.
3: One. Tribe Called Quest.
0: Oh. Um. So these- Vince wants to be on the Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> Tell me right now, Vince can quote like liner notes on the Tribe Called Quest album.
3: Jill Scott, Usher, uh, TLC. Um, gosh, I just there's so there's so many there's so many. But those are the ones that I I have written down and lined up and have my guests lined up. And, when you get around gonna-
1: to the Rude Boys, I'll be there. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> If okay. the tribe call quest person trips and hits the head.
3: <laughs> you said the rude boy. <laughs> Wait, though. No. Are You Lonely For Me is one of the best Thank slow you. jams ever. Thank People you. don't know. Oh, that song me. is cold.
1: I was going to just say it's written all over your face, but y'all so, went deeper in the catalog.
0: Deeper in the catalog. Yes, because they've had more and than by one album.
1: Yes. In the catalog. <laughs> Like they rude? Did they do something besides written all over? They
3: had face? like a good three or four songs. Three or four. They really did. They
0: had two albums.
3: I can name two more than what Gregory Abbott has.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Message.
3: Message.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um before we tell you what's coming up next week, I invite you to send us all of your uh your thoughts, your your comments, your concerns to Mission at gmail.com. Michel is spelled M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. Also like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mission. Join the Facebook group, the Michel Mission, where we have a whole lot of fun conversing with all of our missionary fans. You can also check out our show in an edited form as a radio show every Saturday at 1 p.m. on WPPM, 106.5 FM, Philly Cam, People Power Media, Here in the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection. And you can wake up with Michelle every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on WKDU 91.7 FM, the voice of Drexel University. The Michelle mission is available as a proud member of the podglomerate podcast family, the podglomerate curated podcast for your buds. (laughs) okay oh so and i also want to let you know that july 13th the michelle mission will be live in brooklyn at blurred city con Woo-hoo! where we will be doing a very special live performance of the show reviewing the sci-fi classic men in black wow with a classic guest in and unto himself. For Marvel's Runaways, we sit down with Ryan Sands to review Men in Black at Blurred right. City Con. Go to themichomission.com and events and get all the information about that great event coming to your way Saturday, July 13th. People want to get in touch with Toya. The First time I heard, they can go to What's Good
3: Toya. That is on the Twitter, the Facebook, the
0: Instagram, and yeah, all that stuff like that. Yeah, right. what's good, Toya? And if you want to check out uh, the first time I heard live, I don't know whether or not this will be her first live event. It will be. Well, then her first live event. Yes, will be here in Philadelphia, nice as part of the Respect the Women's Podcast Festival. Yes, thank uh, you. I can't wait to see what you got planned for that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be insane that's coming your way August 23rd to the 25th here in Philadelphia at Amalgam Comics and Coffeehouse go to respectpodfest.com for more information about that great festival the first time women's podcast festival alright next week on the me show mission I believe it will be if this is timed correctly, the first week in July. However... However. We have a leftover from Black Music Month
1: that Vince is dying for us to get to. It's not a leftover. It's an encore. Encore. <laughs> it's an encore. I'm not finished with it yet. You're not done. Not done yet. A film from 1998 that I think has kind of fallen through the cracks. I would agree. When yes. we talk About black films and certainly black musical films, Um, starring um, a great cast. It's it's Lorenz Tate, Layla Rashawn, Vivica Fox, Halle Berry, and Little Richard. Mm -hmm. The story of Frankie Lyman in his many loves. (laughs) The many loves. (laughs) 1998. Why do fools fall in love?
3: Oh, excellent.
1: Next
0: week on the Me Show mission, ladies and gentlemen, tune in. It promises to be a good one. Until then, she's Toya, he's Vince, I'm Len. In parting, we say.
1: We'll see you when it's time to meet again.
0: Yeah. Who shot Tupac if we
1: don't get them, they gon' get us all. Oh. I'm down for one of them them crackers in the city. We ride for y'all, all oh my dogs. Stay, stay real. Nigga don't think your record deal gon' feed your season, pay
0: your bills because they not. MC get a little bit of love and thank they, they hot. Come on, how much money they got,
1: nigga? All y'all records sound, sound the same. sick of that fake thug, r b rap scenario, all day on the, the radio. radio. Same scenes in the video. video, monotonous material. Y'all don't hear me, though. He record label sling our taste like dope. You could be next in line and sign and still be right, rhymes and broke. You rather have a Lexus or justice, a dream or some substance. A beamer, a necklace, or freedom. See a nigga like me don't play hate. I just stay awake. This real hip hop and it don't stop. Till we get them crackers on the blood and call it. Hip.